read through pieces of the Anapanasati Sutta, this is 118th of the Middle Link Sayings. <coughs> and it, uh, so it gives you a sense of how these Sankara are mentioned and um, brought into practice and the sequence of them also. Mm. Now how is mindfulness of in and out breathing developed and pursued so as to be a great fruit of great benefit? There is the case where a monk having gone to the wilderness to the shade of a tree or to an empty building sits down folding his legs crosswise holding his body erect and setting mindfulness to the fore. Always mindfully breathes in, mindfully breathes out. Breathing in long, he discerns, I am breathing in long, or breathing out long, he discerns, I am breathing out long. Breathing out short, he discerns, I am breathing in short. Or breathing out short, he discerns, I am breathing out short. Trains himself, I will breathe in, sensitive to the entire body. He trains himself, I'll breathe out, sensitive to the entire body. He trains himself, I'll breathe in, calming the, the Kaya Sankara. The, uh, <laughs> he trains himself, I'll breathe out, calming the, calming the Kaya Sankara. Trains himself, I'll breathe in, sensitive to rapture. He trains himself, I'll breathe out, sensitive to rapture. He trains himself, I'll breathe in, sensitive to pleasure. He trains himself, I'll breathe out, sensitive to pleasure. He trains himself, I'll breathe in, sensitive to the chitta sankara. He trains himself, I'll breathe out, sensitive to chitta sankara. He trains himself, I'll breathe in calming, Jitta-sankara. Mm-hmm. He trains himself, I'll breathe out calming, Jitta-sankara. He trains himself, I'll breathe in, sensitive to Chitta. He trains himself, I'll breathe out, sensitive to Chitta. He trains himself, I'll breathe in, satisfying, Chitta. He trains himself, I'll breathe out, satisfying, Chitta. He trains himself, I'll breathe in, steadying, Chitta. He trains himself, I'll breathe out, steadying, Chitta. He trains himself, I'll breathe in, releasing, Chitta. He trains himself, I'll breathe out, releasing, Chitta. He trains himself, I'll breathe in, focusing on, on inconstancy. Trains himself, I'll breathe out, focusing on inconstancy. He trains himself, I'll breathe in, focusing on dispassion. He trains himself, I'll breathe out, focusing on dispassion. He trains himself, I'll breathe in, focusing on cessation. He trains himself, I'll breathe out, focusing on cessation. He trains himself, I'll breathe in, focusing on relinquishment. He trains himself, I'll breathe out, focusing on relinquishment. 
This is how mindfulness of in and out breathing is developed, so as to be a great fruit of great benefit. Goes on, but that gives you a preliminary sense of what's being touched into there. So the act of discerning, this is the the, the Vajji Sankara, just naming, placing, pointing to, and uh, getting a sense of the fullness, first of all the fullness of the breathing process. And actually before that he sets up, he finds his ground, he sits, body is held up, so it's established on the ground, tree, tree is a very nice image of something that rises from the ground, it's got a cool spreading canopy and holding the body upright, so this kind of upright grounded sense and then bringing mindfulness to the fore, so mindfulness, the ability to bear something in mind, to stay on topic and the topic he's staying on is experience of breathing in, breathing out, anapanasati. So, again we must be uh, aware that uh, this time in human history people had a little bit of subjective experience. They were not, you know, there were some medicine around, doctors around, seems like bits of surgery in a primitive state. You know, they see bodies decaying quite often, dead bodies and bodies putrefying and so forth. Where they really got the sense of you know, what we understand respiration to be, you know, the lungs and the nose is uncertain. Um, so, so, but that isn't the basis. As these people sitting out in the jungle are focusing on the experience of it subjective experience. So something you know, drawing in and then relaxing, drawing out. So there's no here's no specific point on the body is not referred to. So I'm assuming it's probably not that important. Um, what is important is iterated over and over again, in, out, in, out. So this rhythmic process seems to be important. One should discern clearly in and out through it. So both bearing it in mind, but also noting and sensitive to what is really a process of energy shifting. Breathing in, you get rising, breathing out, subsiding. So this remains a refrain. Can you imagine when this, when it's spoken, it's pretty mnemonic, you know, but when it's chanted, uh, and that was the primary transmission, this would have been rhythmically stamped on one's, on one's awareness, this kind of phrase, trains himself in, trains himself out, and all it in, out, you know, you could have said, like I said before. <laughs> But it's this sort of repetitive quality that is the main imprinting, almost like on on the nervous system, an imprint. It's not just passing information, it's actually stenciling it. 
into into the way the mind okay is held by that by that imprinting. So the first sense is the length long. Someone could imagine as occurs as we as we come into our sitting position. First thing is to to come out of any sort of compressed state. For many people, the body tends to be held like this a lot of the time because of sitting positions, chairs and cars and things. So the sense of using the breathing to give a full extension to the upper body. So does the breathing feel compressed? Is it fully extended? If you use that as your guide, then that will, that will guide your posture. Yeah, so we really build posture, bodily posture around breathing. So, so you feel the breathing can really continue all the way, all the way down through the body and, and just, so it's not cut, it's not arrested, it's got this suffusive quality to it. So to do that, for most people who swing the body, is, the abdomen has to be held, has to be open, the weight off the abdomen, so the rib cage isn't pressing on the abdomen, tends to mean that the body is being held by the um, back, the core muscles, and so the, the abdomen can, can move quite freely. This allows uh, a change uh, to occur. Namely, we turn into abdominally centered breathing. And again, something quite crucial about that uh, is uh, the diaphragm, this large rubber sheet, rubbery sheet, um, between the thorax and the abdomen is, um, is moderated by breathing. So when in-breath comes in, the diaphragm tends to descend, so the, the chest is opened. The thorax, thorax cavity increases. Breathe out, the diaphragm tends to rise, so the thorax is, is reduced, and so it's kind of rhythmic movement. Nice uh, particular area, it's also associated um, with a lot of nerve endings and this is associated with the uh, qualities of willpower or fear or defense tend to lock that, tighten up in that area. And it tightens up, the, sh- the sheet actually extends under the rib cage all the way around to the back. So it's not just here, it's, it goes all the way around. It's tail, tail endings of that sheet come round to the, the lower lumbar region. So there's this whole band there. And um, so when there is tension or pressure or push or defensiveness, this lot is tend to tighten up. What happens is that then the lower body becomes kind of cut off from the upper body. We tend to breathe from just in the, in the chest. It's short. It's kind of short. Yeah, it, it's not. It's not very deep and complete. And that that breathing rhythm is associated with a, a, 
mindset which is quite fluttery or it's not doesn't have the deep um, regenerative doesn't discharge energy to breathe out fully discharges now if it doesn't don't breathe out fully you don't discharge Uh, if you don't discharge at the same time you don't fully expand so we're really operating on an energy system which has been reduced because the energy is reduced but actually um, at the same time more energy is required to do what one has to do then what happens instead is a certain forcefulness occurs rather than natural energy of the body we get a forced energy coming through the through the through the brain and um, you know causing kinds of neurochemicals to get fired pump up pump up and pumps up so we get, we get going but at the same time it's not that steady regenerative energy it's a kind of running on adrenaline and willpower probably with a few other things thrown in as well to, to just you know, push it up so it tends to be energy tends to be driven driven energy and uh, then when it's time to, to switch off okay we've done what we need to do if that area hasn't been able to relax and rest then we don't really switch off we kind of a bit restless or people take sleeping pills or things because they can't discharge properly either so we lose the fullness of our energy system and when we lose the fullness of energy system this affects the mind or the heart in terms of the quality of feeling nourished and sustained and released uh, you know, which it becomes is sensed through 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 full breathing. You feel quite nourished and, and sustained, and um, yeah. So that that goes. So so then we need to be nourished and sustained by something else. Generally, this is sensory input um, that takes over. So very important to to find ways and means to get this abdominal breathing going. And you can do things like deliberately slowing it down as if you're just sipping, sipping the breath or gently letting it drain. Certainly you can breathing out through the nostrils but slowly and even holding the out breath retaining breathing out and then pausing longer on the out breath will tend to you know bypass this rather nervous breath breathing pattern and become something much more gut oriented it starts to pull in, in the lower body then sustaining that so you, you want to descend to, to get the full length of the, of the track of the breathing. So posture and abdominal breathing so that the breath track becomes long, complete. When it does so, it, it remains like that for a while because there's a calming effect. It is calm and the breathing becomes quite subtle. It, can't, it becomes 
short, in other words, one doesn't feel one's breathing much at all in terms of sensations. But if you follow the, the energy that is occurring, the energy of long breathing is fairly uh, like swinging, you know, but as it steadies, the energy steadies, it becomes quite bright. There's a brightness. This is like a, uh, there's not much happening in terms of respiration. Actually, the energy there is quite, quite bright, and you can focus on that. So this is a point in which one does need to sense the breathing as, as much more than just respiration in our sense of the word. Because otherwise, when the breathing begins to become subtle, we can't get a focus on it. But if you focus the energy, the energy is still quite, it's quite bright when the sensations subside. So bear that in mind, is the word ana in out and pana. So pana breathing, and this obviously is the Pali version of the word prana, the Sanskrit word, which you, you do prana, pranayama, and things like, of that nature. Begins certainly with, with respiration, but it, it becomes, as one trains it, it becomes, you know, the, the you know, its energy moves up and down the spine, it moves down through the nadi channels, it places which are not connected with respiration. So there's prana and breath and um, Chinese qi. You know, so the, the oriental understanding of breathing is much more than just the, the course, the, the physical, the energetic quality is, is you know, part of it. It's, it's the main part of it, really. Because that's what we breathe for, the energy. <laughs> Not just ventilation. You know. <laughs> yeah. So this is fullness of breath. As a dimension, it, it includes the energetic dimension to, to the experience. Not just the physical, but the energetic. Um, sometimes is missing for people. So if you're trying to just keep focusing on a sensation, the sensation subsided, it's tricky, but if you focus on the energy, it's, it becomes steady. It also has got a, an energy which is um, sensitive, vital, um, and then sensitive to the entire body. So again, this transforms our understanding of, of breathing, because you know, we're supposed to breathe in out sensitive to the effects of the entire body. So clearly this is not just a, a nose and lung job. Um, so what is body in this sense? Well, it's the body that we experience when we close our eyes, come to the subjective experience of body, we feel a sense of uh, centrality, a firmness, a certain amount of space has been occupied, there's energies, there's movements, there's warmth, there's pressures, and sensitive to that. It's interesting, it just really... Uh-huh. This is the domain, sensitive to the entire body. So this doesn't mean you know your fingernails or the ears, specifically because those are objects that we can see with our eyes. It's sub- subject. It means the completeness of your embodiment experience as it's happening. So again, we quite a different frame of reference to that because this body this experience is very 
um, harmonizes with the breathing. So as it says, you know, centered to the entire body and then calming the Kaya Sankara. So the Kaya Sankara is often rendered as in and out breathing is the Kaya Sankara. So we might say that quality of, of in and out or subsiding, brightening energies, it's moving through the, through the body, you know, again, they didn't have a word for nerves in those days, or nervous system. They didn't, I don't think they even knew what, no way of detecting nerves, so f- fine threads. Mm-hmm. But they knew feeling. <laughs> they didn't know what bit of anatomy did it, but they knew feeling. And they knew um, energizing, and they knew reactivity, and they knew all that stuff we now associate with nervousness or jitteriness or nervous energy or and they're just calming all of that all of that energetic field with this steady rhythmic process it's, it's, it's like bringing breathing through one's energy breathing through one's nerve energy breathing through whatever kind of energetic state one's body is in whether it feels tight or hard or woozy or something and it's like combing it imagine grooming it like you're brushing it till it begins to smooth and steady so smoothing it out smoothing out the the wrinkles or the tight bits or the you know all that so it becomes nice and smooth so naturally this particular body and this particular is um, a felt body an experienced body what feels it what experiences it is chitta is the effective mind so with that as the, as that bodily sankara becomes more um, steadied and smooth the chitta feels happy it feels bright it's like saying you know we had our wonderland experience with some trees and flowers and you know it's rather like that so it's something it's experienced afresh and uh, and so it's quite rapture means it's a certain buoyant quality to it. Sensitive to pleasure, sukha, it means it becomes more steady. The the, the effective sense, the effective mind, and first of all, feeling rather bubbly, then it calms into something more serene and just pleasant. Then sensitive to the jitta sankara, just sensing all oh, this is this is the effects, feeling those effects as they are, rather than as myself or something not being um, adding to them or subtracting from just sensing. Oh, this is this. This is this particular domain of experience. The the, the effective effective mind then calming it. It's quietening, softening, taking your time with that. Mm-hmm. And this process is synonymous with clearing what are called the hindrances. So these are sense reaching out, sense desire, that which wishes to consume, um, sense objects to seek 
to get the fulfillment, well, we're experiencing this, we, we're finding the fulfillment. So that, that kind of falls away. Um, ill will, we feel irritable, grumpy, niggly and so forth. Well, are you experiencing ease and happiness? Well, that, that falls away. <laughs> um, temporarily, of course, you can get grumpy afterwards. But, uh, you know, <laughs> somebody, somebody disturbs your meditation, get... <laughs> real will again. <laughs> but, you know, when, when it will becomes endemic, we feel sort of lightly saddened and depressed or miserable. So it clears, clears that sort of miserable, mopey state, saddened state. Restlessness, it gives the mind a place to sit down in, so restlessness tends and worry and agitation tends to calm and speculative doubt and also dullness and sleepiness. So it, it really attunes things so the jitter comes to feeling quite clear and, and bright in its condition. So then the next seat step of this, if, if it goes through, of course, it, you know, so this itself can take a few quite a while, <laughs> you know, depending how much stuff is there in, in Chitta Sankara, because naturally, you know, um, this is the big one, because this has all the effects of everything that happens to us, all our sources of disappointment and pressure and agitation, restlessness, doubt, aversion, all that is in there, so that's quite a clearance. And this in a way, only clears the, the temporarily, I mean, it clear, clears the effects of all those. Yeah, so it gives us a break from all that. And then, I, you know, ideally, we can begin to sort of notice, well, now that's like that, you don't have to be that way all the time use this as an occasion to check how those things happen to you and make a point of don't go there or develop the skills around protecting this uh, chitta. Well, if you can experience how beautiful it can be, one does get the sense of something there you want to take care of. When it feels just miserable and you don't care anymore. That people dump themselves, dump things into themselves because they don't really respect their own mind. Um, if you find it something that's really quite beautiful, then you have a sense of, oh, this is worth looking after. You know, don't want to mess this up. So that that uh, is a great encouragement to to foster things such as conscientiousness, restraint, um, wise attention to what's appropriate, not putting your mind where it doesn't. It's going to get messed up. Um, you know, guard, guarding the senses, as it's said. Then sensitive to the mind, so really sensing how effective this, this uh, mind is, and its nature, which is um, um, you know, aware, aware, empathic, sensitive. Satisfying, so feeling content with that, 
So we're not necessarily constantly seeking goals or achievements or discoveries, satisfying. So resting it, steadying it, and releasing it. Releasing it from our obsessions, our aims, our attitudes, our fantasies and so forth. So, and this again is, is like a, called the chitta, released by chitta. If that think, well that's good enough, isn't it? <laughs> but uh, the Buddha often with these teachings takes it, does the Olympic standard, you might say. So he goes through all, all the possibilities. And this last section deals with um, just reviewing the process as all this forms, all these energies, all these experiences are subject to shifting and changing. They, they're conditioned. You know, it was like this, now it's like that. Body felt like this, and now it's like that. The mind, but so it's just, you know, one grows, then this causes a sense of dispassion. We're no longer so identified with and constellated around mind states the state of mind. This is the release through wisdom. Therefore, a sense of holding, appropriating, um, seeking something in the mind, this ceases, and the mind, there is a sense of release. Well, that's, that's, you know, well, there's a lifetime's work there. <laughs> I'm getting on with <laughs> but it just helps you to perhaps to kind of get an overview and first sense of first of all that use of the the thinking mind to discern to keep pointing to and then this and then stay with so you feel it you fully feel it that's a constant quality that's there through that um, those frames of reference, those reference points, those discernment. But it becomes obviously minimally verbal, just enough. It doesn't say very much, just it's just enough to put a, put a flag on that experience, to frame it up. Um, the goes into body, first of all. So one might say the understanding is you, you, before you can do, do very much more you have to get into your body and to find the real body to get the real breath and to bring those together into harmony and before we before anything else can take place in this, in this process and it's these, so this one might say the conversations or the the interplay between the thought faculty, the body faculty, and the heart faculty, till those three are coming together, and this this bringing it together, making it all relevant, blending it together. This is the samadhi process. This is the sense of how things get unified, not by holding things down, but by Synthesizing this and this and this, so it's like kind of unifying one's experience around this central theme. 
And then the energies of thought are related to that and just kept to what's appropriate. The energies of the body are held and steady and calmed into not running out. And, and the energies of the mind are again extended you know, we get quite happy, quite bright, and then calmed and contained. So this containing of these three is the samadhi process. And uh, from there, we can, you know, there's some possibility for very deep wisdom to occur, because we're not just dealing with topics all the time, we're dealing with very fundamental um, what it is to be here and the, the basis. Who is that? Anything you'd like to ask about that? We can just have a time to practice it. <laughs>